Welcome to Platform Church Rested Life Conversations. Platform is a young, dynamic, multidimensional church. We offer inspirational, practical, and relevant teaching that is applicable for your daily living. At Platform, our teaching is relevant to people of all ages, race, color, nationality, and of different socioeconomic backgrounds. At Platform Church, we believe that the rested life is a reality for us. For more information, visit platformchurch.co.za. Enjoy the rested life conversations. Now, here is your host, Darlington Steve. The mystery called man. If you notice, I'm not saying male, I say man. Which means the Adam, the mystery called the Adam that God created. Because the truth of it is the fact that when we don't understand why man is created and everything that we see in the Bible at the moment, why were they occurring? What were the things that were happening? What are the stuff? And how did they encounter God? What were the shift that was moving? Now I'll be showing you some of the mystery because until we understand the mystery called man, our encounter with God may not be in view. I know some of the speakers have spoken. I think I remember very well on the day one, Pastor Judy Cherry was talking about the mystery of the Holy Spirit. The ability for us to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Also, I think also with Pastor Mancha talks about the encounter with the Word of God. And also Pastor Kemi talks about the ability of cultivating, uh, the tools of cultivating and influencing because why? We are as God. But this is one thing I wanted to understand. That man carries a mystery that has an answer or a solution if we if we be positioned properly to encounter God. And that's what I want to bring tonight. And so with that, the subtopic for tonight's service is called systems of encounters approved in the Bible. Systems of encounters that are approved in the Bible. I pray God will help me finish the whole system. But if not so, as time goes on, I'll be giving all the other systems. But for tonight, I want to talk about the mystery called the man. Now, the Bible says in the book of Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, verse 8. Act of the Apostle, chapter 1, verse 8. The Bible here says, it says, But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. It says, And you shall be witness unto me, both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. We'll go back to that scripture. It says, But ye shall receive power. Now, the question you will want to ask yourself tonight, has man lost the power for God to say, we shall receive power? We can then go back to the book of Genesis chapter 3, where we see how men, based on the fact that God created man in a particular way and in a particular frame of mind, a system, and we saw how men lose that very particular power, lose the authority, lose everything that makes man grandeur on planet Earth to the hand of the devil. And so because God has an intelligence that he has factored in in man and God decided to say, man, you will receive power. Because it takes power in the hand of a man for man to be able to subdue or probably to change system and culture. I remember very well Pastor Kemi was preaching on Tuesday where she was saying there are three things that matters if we have to change culture that is out there. One of the things she mentioned was a thing called power. The other one she mentioned was a thing called knowledge. And the third thing she mentioned was a thing called money. But the thing here we get to see that when power is in the hand of the believer, when we carry the power, because yeah, the Holy Spirit empowering us for us to take our rightful position will definitely put us in the position of actually encountering the new dimension God has for us. But before we begin to go deep down into the service for tonight, I want us to look 
what is the meaning of encounter? And now this is me. I'm not trying to come up with meaning from the Oxford Dictionary or whatever dictionary. But what God said to me concerning encounter in God. Because the truth of it is this. And I want you to hear me and hear me well. There are encounters that you can encounter with the devil. Obviously, it's possible. Because you need to understand things that everything you see that happens in the Bible, there is a photocopy called Lucifer who is also duplicating that very particular system. For instance, you will hear people who will tell you, I hear my forefathers keep telling me that they, what you call that, the ancestral lineage and stuff, I need to take over, for lack of better word, the herbalistic contract or whatever they call it, or the Sangoma calling and all those things. It's also part of encounter. The same thing also, we in the body of Christ, or we as believers, we carry that possibility also. So the enemy could see, this is something I want to say to somebody tonight. Everything that you are seeing happening in the world, outside of Christ, is a duplicate of the original, which is Christ. Everything that you are seeing. And I mean it's everything. Because why? God himself, we see God when God was creating man. In the book of Genesis chapter 1 from verse 26 to verse 28. We see the Bible says that in verse 26. He said, let us make man in our own image and in our likeness. Now from that statement alone, it will make you understand that there is a possibility or a mystery that a man carries that has the flesh. Because why? He said, let us make man. Now, in the making of the man, there was two things that was embedded in that man. And this is one of the services tonight that I pray that God will open somebody's eye. Because if you can get this very particular one, trust me, some of the decay we are seeing, some of the charlatans that are currently peddling, some of the things that we are currently facing or challenges, it will be wiped off immediately because the eyes of your understanding of the mystery called man is now being unveiled to you. This is the thing about rest conference. Rest conference is all about unveiling mysteries. What are the mysteries that are hidden that, that has not been unveiled to us? And thank God for Christ. Christ in us is part of the mystery. And now that Christ is in us, how then do we begin to unveil other mysteries that are in? And tonight we're looking at the one called the man. The man. And so let's begin to look. Definition of encounter. Number one here I put definition of encounter. It is a process or a system. Set aside by God, mark my word, it is a process of a system that has been set aside by God deliberately to sponsor change and transformation. I'll repeat it again. It is a process or a system. So either it's a process that a man can go through or a system that God will put by himself that sponsors, remember the word sponsors change and also sponsors transformation. One of the persons that comes to my mind right now is a man called Abraham. In the book of Genesis chapter 12, where the Bible says, And God called Abraham out of his father's house. And he said to Abraham, Leave thy, fa Leave thy father's house unto a land I will show you. He says, In that I will bless thee. And he gave Abraham all the promises. Abraham encountered God. It was a system of God encountering Abraham. And you all know too well in Genesis 24 that for Abraham to encounter God and he chose to go with the encounter. All of a sudden in chapter 24 verse 1 we could see that Abraham was a prototype of a blessing. He was a prototype of change and transformation. Like I said, it is a process set aside that sponsors change and sponsors transformation. Every encounter that you encountered, if it's not going to change you first, if it's not going to transform you first, then it has nothing to do with somebody out there. For instance, I'm going to use myself, Pastor Darlington. 
I remember about three years ago, by the time I encountered God fully in the running of this very particular ministry, when, they, when that very particular mystery was offloaded on my head, the first thing it did was to change me. It changed the way I see things. It changed the way I review things. It changed the way I process things. Out of that, it is transforming me to become the man that I am today. It's a process. It's a system that God deliberately put. Remember, for change and also for transformation. So for those of us who are busy praying, God, I need an encounter. I need an encounter. I want you to understand that in you praying for the need of encounter, you must be ready that the encounter that you are praying for will first and foremost change you and also transform you. And that person also will see that we can talk on this very particular aspect of transformation and change. Is a man called Paul. Paul was a man busy going to Damascus thinking that he was doing something that was very right in God. Fighting and busy attacking the body of Christ under the name that he's just been religious and trying as much as possible in court to protect what he believed was a custom or a tradition that was handed over to him. But by the time he encountered God on his way to Damascus, you can see too well that that encounter changed him. Person who was one time a killer of the believer, now become a savior of the believer. Transformed him. Somebody who was a, what you call, a speaker of the law, was now the one that was busy speaking about grace. Which means it's a process God puts deliberately for the change of man. Number two, what is against the encounter tonight? Because when you understand this and you go back home tonight and you are praying for encounter, I want you to have this very particular understanding so that when you then begin to cry to God for an encounter, you know what you are crying for. And this is the thing I want to say tonight, beloved family. That every encounter that you will seek from God, if it's not going to be part of you, if your part is not going to be on that very particular encounter, my dear, don't pray for it. Do not pray for encounter because nobody that I see in the Bible that asks for encounter, that they were not responsible for the encounter that they got to become in view. Nobody. Nobody. God, I want to be a man of God that will be, that will be known across the globe. The more you pray for such prayer, then you must be ready to attack the devil in your local community. Because they will never allow you. The, 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 the proof of encounter that you have contacted will be tested by the devil. He will test you. He will test you. He will test you. What is again is part number two. What are encounters in God? Remember, these are definitions in God. Encounters in God. It is a heavily interaction with it that seeks to redefine oppression, thereby sponsoring supernatural reality on it. I'll repeat it again. It is heavily interaction with this earth. It is an interaction that takes place between the heavens and the earth that seeks to redefine, that seeks to, to thereby sponsor a supernatural reality that is on this earth. For instance, one of the ones that comes to mind, remember during the Old Testament, we could see that the people were there purported by law. But when the encounter of Christ came in, all of a sudden, it's redefined what we are currently talking about. Where all of a sudden now, every one of us are preaching grace. Because why? When you encounter, when that encounter come in, when heaven's agenda encounter it, it's redefined. Whereby all of a sudden, we don't come based on our work. We come based on the finished work of Christ. That's what encounter does. It seeks to redefine. It seeks to change. It seeks to enforce. And it seeks at the same time also to glorify heavenly agenda, which was the God system on this earth. What is again is encounter number three. 
Encounter number three. They are supernatural system that sponsors conviction. Please mark that word. It sponsors conviction and supernatural reality in this dimension. It sponsors conviction. For instance, what is conviction? Conviction is a force that guides you regardless of the happenings around you. Conviction, it is a force that guides you regardless of the happening around you. For instance, no matter what is happening, I believe that the rested life is a reality for me and every member of Platform Church. I am so convinced with that. Encounter sponsors conviction. Every man of God and everyone that you see who are born again in Christ and they are doing what they are doing. Currently, remember, no matter what is happening, it is because of the conviction that they have encountered in God that sustain them whereby even though they are losing everything, even though life is giving them a big down, they still choose to stay. Which means uh, they are supernatural, what's called system, that sponsors conviction. Supernatural system that sponsors conviction. And also the final point. What else is encountering God? It is a fingerprint of God in the life of a man that showcases the man before the world by supernatural torch for a new era. I'll repeat it again. It is the fingerprint of God. The fingerprint of God. If you remember, I am I'm using this word encounter deliberately in God, not the world system. Because even the world system also have their own encounters. Every encounters you see, for example, all the Illuminatis and all those demonic practices that you see, that this man, the mystery called man, that they are also purporting is because the devil and his system, they've understand that there is a mystery in man that they have taken advantage of and also to use it to create their own system off of God's system. So tonight I'm here for you to see the mystery of man. The man that you are, the original you that if you can be able to awaken to the consciousness, the possibility therein, and the man that ability for you to be able to locate or change your life, all of a sudden you begin to see that you'll be living a life of daily encounter with God. Daily encounter with God. Remember, it is the fingerprint of God in the life of a man that showcases a man before the world by supernatural torch. One of the people we can then bring in this very particular story is a man I love so much. He's called Noah. Noah was a man that had an encounter. He had an encounter with God when things were already rough in his life. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 6 that the sins of man and the wickedness and iniquities of man was very strong. But all of a sudden, when, 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 when Noah had favor with God, another word for favor, had an encounter with God, all of a sudden, the judgment that man's supposed to get based of an encounter of one man with God, it redefined. All of a sudden, showcasing Noah to become a new, for lack of a better word, a new porter. And we saw when Noah had an encounter with God. In Genesis chapter 8, the Bible says, after the flood was over for more than 150 days plus, the Bible says, and Noah performed a particular sacrifice and changed the new era. Remember, the days of Adam, the ground was cursed for man's sake. The days of Noah, Noah, because he understand that I'm a mystery, I'm a man, I can renegotiate possibility based on my encounter with God. And he took that very particular voice and that understanding of who he is. And this is one of the things I want to say to somebody tonight. One of the encounters you can encounter apart from encounter of the Holy Spirit, encounter with the person of Christ, encounter with the word of God, another encounter is ability for you to know who you are in Christ Jesus.
If you can encounter your possibility of who you are in Christ Jesus, there are a lot of battles that you are currently battling now that is making you to lose your gray hair. You will not be battling it. Because why? You know who you belong. You know where you come from. And you know who you subscribe to. You know who you belong. You know where you come from. And you know who you subscribe to. I pray for somebody tonight under the sound of my voice. The encounter that will make you distinguish. The encounters that you will get from today that will set you apart to make you a sign and a wonder. That encounter happens to you now in the name of Jesus. I don't know who you are tonight. I hear God says for me to say this to you. I prophesy upon your life that lie of the devil that has been changing the plan of God concerning your life for his own evil agenda. It is hereby terminated in the name of Jesus. I pray for you tonight that demonic dream, that demonic plantations, that evil occurrences and thoughts in your life as you sleep tonight, you will not experience them anymore in the name of Jesus. Jesus encounters the mystery called man. Now, one of the things I want us to understand here is the fact that every encounter of God will be tested. Every encounter of God. Because this is one of the things that make, especially us in the five-foot ministry, where it makes it very difficult for us to encode, bring our members back to church, especially within the region where I'm staying right now, is because we have so much tried to preach to people, preach to the people that encounters with God what you call remove you from the responsibility or remove you from attack it does not because i will show you in the bible that no matter the encounter or who actually come with the encounter they all went through opposition because until you understand that the encounter that you have will bring it will bring the devil of that level and every new level you find yourself you will definitely face a new devil that will come on those places but rest, my dear sister. Rest, my dear brother. Because why? Christ has won the battle for you. You are only playing a repeat match regardless of what you are going through. I know they said to you, you will never carry your child. I know they said to you that that dream that you have, that you said is from God, it cannot be materialized. But I said to you, my dear sisters, my dear brother, stay rested. Have the rested life as a reality for you because I know that before this season come to an end, every encounter you've experienced in God, there will be begin to materialize this season in the name of Jesus. As I said here, your conviction of what you are doing or what you are said will be brought to a standstill. It will be brought. It will be brought. For instance, I'm going to share this one as a testimony. A few minutes before I decided to come on air, all of a sudden, I think I've been battling what is called flu for quite, for quite some days. This, this evening becomes very dangerous. Very dangerous in the sense that all of a sudden I find myself just bleeding. And I, for me, I looked at it, I said, I refuse. Because why? I know the encounter that I, somebody needs to hear this message of the mystery called man. And so because of that, the enemy is going to strike. He's going to come to test me to see if indeed that the encounter you said that the rested life is a reality. Will it also be for you? And I know one more time, somebody under the sound of my voice, I don't care what is that difficulties and challenges. The same God who kept me to sit in this very particular seat by privilege election, that same God will terminate every of the errors in your life in the name of Jesus. Now let's begin to look men who encountered God, either through men or angel. The men who encounter God, number one of them, his name is called Job. Oh, Job, yeah. Job was one of the foremost, I think... According to Bible scholars, he's, he's one of the oldest men in the Bible, the oldest men in the Bible, that, 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 
That for, 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 for the things of Job, we get to see that we were never told about how Job, who was Job pastor. We were never told who was Job teacher. But all of a sudden, Job encountered a God to the point that because of his encounter with God, we saw in Job 24 verse, I mean Job 29 verse 4. It says, in the days of my youth, when the secret of the Lord was upon my house, in the days of my youth, so which means there was an encounter, Job encounter in the days of his youth uh, to the point that when he now become an adult, regardless of the attack that was coming to the life of Job, he wasn't even bothered. Yeah, the wife was worried. See, it, it takes a, a, a certain level of encounter and conviction to know that what I'm going through will just pass. What I'm going through, it shall come to pass. Job was one of the guys that encountered God to the point that the test of his encounters all of a sudden was being seen on the table whereby yes it was sponsored by his fear but at the same time he encountered a god that helped him override his fear and stand in the things that he has encountered in god job encountered god he encountered god so well to the point that after losing everything the bible says when his what's called when his restoration was coming together it come two times more than what he has lost I pray for somebody tonight. The encounter that you'll be encountering this season, everything that you have lost will be restored speedily back to you in the name of Jesus. I pray for this person, whoever you are. I don't know what you have lost in your business. I don't know what you've lost in your marriage. I don't know what you've lost in your health. But I stand as an apostle of rest in this end time. I declare right now, restoration back to you in the name of Jesus. I declare restoration. I declare restoration in the name of Jesus. Encounter number one with Job. Second person also that encounter is a father of faith. That if you want to talk about the blessing, there is no way he has become a porter of the blessing to the point because of his grand encounter with God. His name is called Abraham. Genesis chapter 12 from verse 1 to verse 4. Genesis 12, 1 to verse 4. The Bible says to Abraham, about Abraham, it says, Now the Lord said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country. It says, And from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, or unto the land that I will show thee. I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee. And I will make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. It says, And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curse thee. It says, In thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. It says that in verse 4, and that is what I like so much. See, there is no way when you encounter God, nothing will stop you. The Bible says, and so Abraham departed as the Lord has spoken unto him. And Lot went with him, and Abraham was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. Abraham was 75 years old when he departed. Because why? When you genuinely encounter God, the kind of God of the rested life that I encountered, nothing will be a barrier from you taking the next step of faith. Do you notice that the blessings that was given to Abraham was a blessing, was a proclamation, but that can only be a reality upon his life when he is going to take the step of faith to go into that very particular space. There are some of you tonight, God has said to you, that in that place where you are walking, I want to make you a voice. I want to make you a standpoint. I want to make you a sign and a wonder. You have actually been given the, you have the encounter with God. You have the voice from God. But how come you are not departing to stand out and become the voice that God wants you to become? An encounter. And this is the thing about encounter. 
Encounter has no respect of time. It has no respect of nationality. Neither does it have a respect of personality. Abraham was 75 years old. You want to ask yourself and say, what does a 75? My friend, relax and calm down. Stay in Haran. Where are you going to? You are, you are too old for you to be carrying your 50 years old. What's it called? If Abraham is 75, guess his wife will be 65. Yes, because they are 10 years apart. You are too old. Where are you carrying this woman to relax? But because of the encounter that Abraham took, the encounter was so strong to the point that when he communicated that very particular encounter to the wife, she had no choice but to follow him. No choice. Because why? The encounter would put you at the edge of everything. But yet, God becoming your pillar of support in you running that very particular race. My dear, I don't know who needs to receive this tonight. There is an encounter that God is currently now trying to pour out to the body of Christ. You currently watching me and listening to me. God is looking at you and is calling you, my dear sister, my dear brother. I want to have a fellowship with you. There is a signpost that I've decided to do upon your life. If only you would just obey my voice and let's run this together. There is a signpost. There is a mandate that God is currently looking for you listening to me tonight. That he wants to use to route a possibility. And that thing I want you to understand. That the moment Abraham decided to stand up and move. There was a transformational reality. That shot into the fibers of Abraham. All of a sudden no matter how. Even us as the Gentiles. We've been brought into the blessing of Abraham. It's not even the blessing of God. But the blessing of Abraham. Because why? Abraham has become a signpost. A change. A transformational agent. Based on one encounter. I don't know who you are tonight. There is somebody under the sound of my voice. I just felt this rumbling in my spirit. There is somebody under the sound of my voice tonight. That the encounter that you encounter tonight. This season. You will become an answer in your family. In the name of Jesus. That place where they have written you off. That place where they have counseled you. That place where they said nothing good can ever come out of your mouth. And your life. After tonight's encounter. You will stand. And you will become a voice of solution. In your family, in your community, in your nation, in the name of Jesus. We also see another man also. His name was called Moses. I'm giving you just a background tonight. His name is called Moses. Who is Moses? Moses was one man for me as much as yes, he has his own frailties. He was one man for me that I love so much. This is one guy whereby regardless of where he failed, he was not afraid to go back when he encountered God. There is somebody under the sound of my voice like Moses. After tonight's encounter, after the prayer we're going to be praying for tonight, every place that you have failed, you will go back that side and you will succeed in the name of Jesus. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 3 and also Exodus chapter 4, Exodus chapter 3 and also chapter 4. The Bible says here, we get to see with the life of Moses. Moses was one man when, when the children of Israel get to cry and they scream to God and say, this pain is too much for us. The Bible says, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto Moses and said to Moses, I have heard the cries of my sons and my daughter in the land of Egypt. It is time for you to go. And you all know throughout the story that a burning bush was burning by the side whereby all of a sudden the bush was not being burned, but yet there was fire. And all of there was a fire there. And the Bible says that Moses drawn you into that place. The moment that fire was there and Moses came into that very particular, what's it called, circumference of God's place or God's state, all of a sudden he encountered a new dimension. And if you, if you look at the story of Moses, it's quite interesting. Moses was born for him to be a deliverer. The mother said so when you read the story. The, mothers, the mother understand that this one is not an ordinary child. 
The mother knew already when the child came. That's why she protected the boy with everything that she has. But now this is the thing. As much as yes, Moses understand that I am here to deliver you. He was too fast in the things of God. And all of a sudden, the ability for him to go back to consult God. God, is it the time? For me, based on this very particular understanding that I have, is it the time to run the race? He missed that very particular part. 40 years after then, we saw God showing up in a place where he thought that he was hiding. If you notice, Moses ran away from Egypt and he ran to go to where he was. He ran for his dear life. But when he encountered God, in Exodus chapter 3 and also chapter 4, when he encountered God, the Bible says in Exodus chapter 3 verse 12, Sorry, chapter 3. Um, Exodus chapter 3 from verse 12, 2 to verse 12, sorry. We see the Bible says there in verse 12. It says, and he said, certainly, I will be with thee. And this shall be a token unto thee. He said, I have sent thee. He said, when thou brought forth the people out of Egypt, he said, you shall serve God on this mountain. God was telling Moses that my encounter with you tonight is an encounter that this mountain you shall become a sign and a wonder. I stand tonight under the prophetic grace upon my life. Uh, that the encounter that you are receiving tonight. Uh, you shall become a voice on your mountains in the name of Jesus. That place that God has called you to function. Uh, that place that you are currently functioning to. Uh, I declare that as you open your life to God. Uh, you will become a voice uh, in that area in the name of Jesus. Uh, the Bible says with Moses. That when he encountered the same place that he was running from. The same place that he was afraid. The confidence and the empowerment. The conviction to know that he has met God. Took him back to Egypt. To go and deliver the people to the promised land. That God has actually marked for them. I pray for you one more time. That as you take the step of faith. As you take the step of, I don't know who this person would need to receive this. God said, I should tell you that he has spoken to you a hundred times before now. He has told you his possibility. You've encountered God. But because this, this situation is not palatable, the times are not okay for you. You are so afraid to take the next step. God says, I should tell you that from tonight, he said, take the step. I am there with you. He said, fear not, for I will be with you. I will guide you. I will strengthen you. You will be my voice, and I will bring men to support you. Toss here the Lord in the name of Jesus. Stand up and move. Stand up and move. Your mountain needs you. God needs you. The society needs you. The earth needs you. The reason why you were born is because God has a plan for your life. The reason why you were born is because you have a destiny. There is a sign that God wants the people to see. You are not a biological accident. You are not a mistake. I know that your conceptions may come with different stories and stuff. Let those things be. Those are just processes. But you are an intent in the heart of God. That's why he brought you on planet earth. I pray for you. Every lie that the devil has said to you, every lie that your family has spoken to your destiny, that has hold you down from operating in the fullness of God, they are hereby terminated in the name of Jesus. Another man also we see in the Bible, his name is called Peter. Who is Peter? Peter is one guy we all know his life very well. Peter is one man where in the book of Matthew chapter 16 from verse 15 to 19. Matthew 16 15 to 19. Matthew chapter 16 from verse 15 to 19. Peter was one man whereby he was a guy where Jesus was asking the people who the people say I am. 
Peter apparently came up and and um, I think of every other people they couldn't explain. Some of them says um, you are you are you are you are whatever they were just bringing all kinds of stories and stuff. But now Peter said in that very particular place in verse sixteen, in verse Matthew sixteen from verse fifteen to nineteen, Peter said, he said in verse fifteen, and he said unto them, but who do you say I am? This is God asking Peter. Now, I want you to understand something here that Peter had an encounter with God because at that very particular point in time, Jesus has not revealed himself to the people. But based on the fact that Pete Jesus was constantly carrying his disciple left, right, and center, now all of a sudden, Peter, for strange reason, encountered God because we can see from the answer that he gave to Jesus. What was that? The Bible says here, and in verse 16 of Matthew 16, 16, it says, And Simon Peter answered and said, he said, thou art Christ. Which means Peter was not even saying that you are Jesus that we know. He was saying the glorified one that has risen from the dead. He had an encounter with God. He had an encounter with the Trinity. And so he could tell, he said, thou art Christ, son of the living God. Not just thou art Christ, son of God. No, because he knew there was an encounter he engaged to the point that he knows that thou art Christ, the anointed one. He now says in verse 17, and Jesus said unto him, he said, blessed art thou, Simon Barjonah. He said, for flesh and blood had not revealed this to you. Which means, Jesus was trying to make Peter understand that you had an encounter. There's an encounter that you got for you to know that I'm a Christ. Because I know too well that this one cannot be revealed by your ancestors. This one cannot be revealed by your village chief. This one cannot be revealed by your market chairman. This one was revealed based on an encounter that you have in God. He says, thou art Christ. And Jesus says, for flesh and blood hath not revealed these unto thee. He said, but my father. Ha! Karoto shalata. I don't know. Somebody needs to just, just, just celebrate God this moment. He said, but my father which is in heaven. So Peter, Jesus, I mean, knew that Peter had an encounter with his father. He said, but my father which is in heaven, you have bombed something that has made you be able to pull these answers with me. You have bombed something that has made you for you to be able to tell me that I'm Christ. You are not even telling me that I am Jesus, the one that knows how to perform miracles. No, you said I am Christ. That name can only come from heaven, not on earth. I am Christ. And Jesus now said in verse 18, he says, and he said unto Peter, he said, thou, he said that thou, Peter, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gate of hell shall not prevail against it. What was he saying to Peter at that very particular point? He was saying to Peter, upon this revelation of that I am Christ, I will build my church. It was not saying I'm going to build it upon your head, Peter, no. Upon this revelation of Christ, and that's a thing about us as church, and that's one of the things that the majority of us and the body of Christ needs to constantly enforce in the life of our members, that everything that they do, if it's not centered on Christ, no matter what you do, if Christ is not a center focus, my dear sisters and brothers, I'm going to say this, with apology to every pope and bishop, if Christ is not the center of the reason of going to church tomorrow, my dear, run for your life. Run for your life. 
Run for your life. We are getting to the time and age whereby Lucifer and his agent, they are working 24-7 to make sure that there is a pseudo-Jesus. To make sure that there is a pseudo, there is a duplicate of what the church looks like. But I pray for somebody tonight. Anywhere you are now that is a bondage to your spiritual growth. I hereby cause that place on your behalf in the name of Jesus. I break you free from every shackles of hell in the name of Jesus. He says, thou art Christ. On this revelation that you have put on the table, I will build my church. On this revelation, the revelation of Christ. My dear, there is somebody tonight under the sound of my voice. I come in tonight with a prophetic grace upon my life. The revelation that God has given you. The one that you have bumped with your work with God. I speak upon you that everything that need to make that encounter established. I release the resources to your hand now in the name of Jesus. Every encounter that you have, resources in your business, resources in your career, resources in your work, resources in your ministry. I release it now in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, and Jesus says, on this revelation, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. I will build my church. That's why for me, when I see what is happening currently with the advent of COVID-19 and whatever is currently going on, I'm not moved because I know this is a church of God. Any church that is panicking at this very particular season, as much as, yes, the world is going to fight us, the church, of course. The Bible says in John chapter 17, he made us to understand that when Jesus was praying to the Father, he said, because I'm believing this one in this very particular world, the world will hate them because they subscribe to us. And to me, subscribe to me. So the same thing also applies here. Yes, the world is going to fight us. And this is me just echoing this out there. If the church is going to go in bed with the world, thinking that the world is going to change its system for us, the church, we are joking. I'm going to repeat it again. If the church is going to go to bed with the world, thinking that the world will change a system for us, the church, we are joking. Because there is no way even your Jesus, when he came, he was a change agent. He came to influence culture. He came to change the system. He came to rewrite new possibility and new era. And so because of that, the people of his time, they were fighting him. And the same fight we are currently fighting. Because why? There is an encounter that we have that will make us stand our ground regardless of what is happening. And I pray for somebody tonight under the sound of my voice. The confidence for you to approach your marketplace tomorrow. The confidence for you to approach that very particular thing. With this night's service, I release that grace upon your life in the name of Jesus. The confidence for more. The confidence to enforce Christ. The confidence for you to go and say no to this very particular thing. There's somebody currently sitting on my sitting on this very particular service. You have a political influence for you to be able to negotiate what is happening in South Africa. I speak to you. The Lord asked me to talk to you tonight. Please and please don't be quiet. Because why? God will raise somebody in that same quarters. Somebody God is going to raise in that same quarters that will change the trajectory of what is happening in South Africa. And you will look back and you will say, I die no. And I pray for you that you will not be changed in your stead in the name of Jesus. And so who else again, as my time is beginning to run out, who else again was a man that had an encounter with God? We saw this man, his name was called David. David. David was a man that encountered God through the word of God. David was a man that was never a point in time where we saw in the scripture throughout. And if you've seen it, it's okay, you can show me. I'm still learning. 
There's no right point in time whereby the Bible says, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto David and said, Thou David, son of this and co. The moment we saw David, David was a guy who was in the bush. In fact, he was abandoned by his family. When David was introduced to us, Jesse abandoned him. He was just a guy who was just doing his things in the bush there, trying to feed his father's animals and um, lion, tigers and goat or whatever, trying to kill his business. And he was just fighting. But the Bible made me to understand something about David was the fact that David was a man that enjoys the word of God. He was a man that enjoyed. He encountered the person of God by the Bible, by him studying God. His encountering of God was so strong to the point that for his 40 years of reigning, he never served any other gods by just an encounter with the person of God through the pages of the books. So which means the ability for us to encounter God, that chances has been given to us. There are some of you, you are praying, God appeared to me in my dream. Talk to me like you talk to Pastor Darlington at the top of the mountain. But God is constantly talking to you every day through the scripture. Have you taken time for you to encounter and say, Lord, speak to me through your word. One word from God is enough to settle you for life. And he has given you the manual. My dear God is speaking every day. The problem is the fact that you are not opening the scripture for you to hear what he's saying to you daily. God is constantly speaking. I cannot serve a God who will not talk to me per day. Calm down. He talks. He talks. The problem is the fact that you are looking for a kind of voice. Hold up, darling. Stand up and begin to run. But he says to you in Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1. He said, arise and shine for your light is come. The person of Christ. He has, you have encountered Christ. He says, arise and shine. For your light is come now. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. He says, yes, COVID and everything will come. But my light will shine upon you. He is currently speaking. But my question to you that I need to ask you tonight. Have you taken out time for you to encounter God like David encountered God through the word of God? One of the things we see with David is the fact that David was a man that has a heart after God. He was a man that has a heart after God. He was a willing worshiper. This is somebody that all the time, that no matter what happened, no, whether there is COVID or no COVID, David just enjoys just being in the presence of the Lord. He knows how to, this is, David is one man where he knows how to, for lack of a better word, manipulate the heart of God concerning him. He just know why. Because the secret that was written in the Bible, he was able to pull them out for his advantage. It was even interesting to the point that when David committed crime, when he killed one of the guys, and the priest come to tell him two punishments, David looked at it and says, come, eh? it's either for me, the, the, the punishment that was given to him, he says, it's either you choose for us to, for what's called, for you, to be in the, for you to be punished by the angel or for you to be in the hand of, of men for them to punish you. <laughs> the guy, look, he says, uh, I would rather prefer for angels to be, that for me to be in the man. <laughs> he understands the negative mystery of men. Because why? He's read it. He's seen God himself repented. Ah! If our God was shocked for man, David knew. And all of a sudden, when he noticed that the attack was too much, the same David that says, I want the punishment of God, it's okay. He cried to God and the punishment was revoked. Because why? He understands the mystery called man. He understands it. And also we see that David demonstrated a genuine repentance. Every time that he messed up, he comes. See, this is something I want you to understand. Just because you have an encounter with God does not mean that you're not going to go through challenges. I need to say that to somebody for me to be able to help you tonight. Just because you have an encounter, just because you see God appear to you, 
sitting in the couch and you guys are having fried rice and chicken, eating a goosey soup and he was telling you everything. Just because that happened, my dear, calm down, does not mean that you are not going to face challenges. We saw it with the life of David and every other ones I've mentioned. David, with all his encounter with the word of God, he was still fighting. You could look at him and say, ah, David, you don't, he fight himself to victory. He fought himself. And I pray for somebody tonight. As you begin to engage with the encounter mentality of this mystery called man, you will begin to unfold new possibilities in the name of Jesus. Now, let me quickly jump to the last person I want to talk about. His name is called Enoch. Enoch was a man that cheated death. Enoch was a man that had an encounter with God. And if I'm not mistaken, I think at age 300 and plus, Enoch was eloped to heaven. Because why? The Bible says in Genesis chapter 5, verse 24, Genesis 5, 24, it says, Enoch walked faithfully with God. Then he was no more because God took him. Enoch walked with God in such a way. There was an encounter Enoch got to the point that Enoch foresaw Christ. And there is no way such man can be buried on ground. No way. No way. There is a level of an encounter that you will have in God. To the point that death, you will cheat death. You would, no matter what attacked you, COVID or no COVID, sickness or no sickness, an encounter in God will override every nonsense that the enemy is trying to do in your life. Enoch was one of such guys that pulled that possibility. He pulled it off. There are fathers of faith currently now that we see. Just to, just to mention a few, one of them is the likes of Pastor W.F. Kumui, the, the founding bishop of what's it called um, Deeper Life Bible Church. He had his own encounter with God at age 80, still standing, standing, preaching, going for conferences. Some 80 years have retired, but he's still standing. He has cheated death so many times. My dear, an encounter with God, genuine encounter with God, and you pull off that possibility as a man, you'll be able to override death. Another person also we can talk of in our dispensation because I've mentioned a lot about Bible so that you know when you begin to see this man, this mystery called man, and you see them walk around, you are not confused. One of them again is called the likes of Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth Copeland is one man that encountered God at his old age now. He is a man of a mystery that pulls the possibility of faith in our dispensation. Why? From the potter of encounter. He encountered God to the point that even when things were wrong or rough in his early days in the ministry, he stayed put because encounter enforces you. It enforces your conviction to stay in the things of God. What conviction do you have regarding that very particular business? If you are thinking of retiring from that very particular thing you are doing right now, and you claim you have an encounter, go back to God and ask him again. God, are you sure I heard you? Are you sure? And if indeed God knows that he called you, or probably God asked you to be at that very particular place, he will repeat it for you again. The conviction. We also saw somebody also, one of the fathers of faith, that I love so much, a spiritual mentor, that I love so much, Bishop David Oedeko. This encounter with God on an 18 hours vision, according to us, he said it, kept him going even up till now. Whereby people are with, with a kind of influence and a kind of signs and wonders God has used to route in his life. He has right for him to be tired at this very particular point. Or probably to say, let me just relax, at least I've settled. But because he understands the mystery called man and he knows the possibility and the encounter that he has encountered in God, kept him going regardless. 
I remember I said this to my wife. I said on a few challenges that we're having few, few, what they called, few seasons ago. All of a sudden, I said, I said, now I begin to see that if people don't have some certain genuine encounter with God, they are very quick for them to retire. Trouble will come that want to test your encounters. It will definitely come. Oh, it will. Don't get it twisted. It will come. It will come. In fact, as a matter of fact, when it comes, the time that yes, there is something powerful that you want to route. And so the enemy is very jealous with you. The same person also applies with a guy called Enoch. Enoch was a man that served God to the point that he cheated death. Cheated death to the point that his body could not be on the ground. He was eloped. Another person also we know that the chariot came to take him. His name is called Elijah. He was also eloped. Another guy also we see in our times. Pardon me for me to use the word because I'm trying for me to relax. So that we talk this encounter. So that you understand from the place of God. What encounter is all about. The likes of Pastor E.E. Adeboe of Redeemed Christian Church of God. Over 76 years old now. And yet... I think you all remembered, if I'm not mistaken, about a few months past, two months ago, he lost his first son. He didn't come out and say, God, why me? Following day, asked them, let's go and do the work of God. Because why? There was an encounter that was sponsored in his life that regardless of the happening, he still chooses to do what God has called him to do. Now that we are talking about this, now what are the systems of encounters that we, 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 I, have, I have briefly said in the Bible? Systems of encounter. Number one, we have an encounter with Jesus. Your salvation currently that you have, is it the one that was just by the roadside salvation or it was a genuine encounter? See, one of the difficult people for you to preach to or for you to convince them or for you to convict them of their work with God is those ones who were born in the church. It's a two different thing. Oh, Peter was one of them. Peter was a guy who was in church. He was in church. But all of a sudden, when the test of life came, he disappeared. Even Jesus told him that before the cock would crow three times, you would disappear from my life. And indeed, he disappeared. <laughs> he ran. Three, boah, gone. Three times disappeared. No wonder Jesus asked him three times, do you love me? Just, just to make sure that he override that fear. <laughs> what was the encounter with Jesus? The first encounter in it, one of us will be crying for Lord. Encounter with Christ via the portal of salvation. An encounter with Christ via the portal of salvation. Because of time, I'll not be able to focus on that because I want to go into the place whereby this encounter, this mystery of man, what is it that God has invested in man that is making the devil to go a wire in our lives? Because when you understand that, your encounter that you are going to have tonight or the ones that you've had before that you are afraid of going into, you understand why you are going through what you are going through now. Also number two, the encounter with the Holy Spirit. I remember an encounter with the person of Christ and encounter with the Holy Spirit. Our past guest, if you go on the first and second one, episode, I mean first and second, I don't know, maybe because I'm entertaining, I keep, I keep saying episode and season. Yeah, the first and second speaker. Yeah, that's what I want to say. <laughs> They've actually talked about the encounter with for Jesus and the encounter with the Holy Spirit. Just mentioned a bit about the encounter with the Word of God, the person of David. But also there's an encounter the majority of us, which is the encounter from an anointed man of God. My dear, there is an anointing that men of God carries. There is an anointing that man carries. That if you are only going to be awakened to the consciousness, and I will show you six or seven, why the enemy will constantly fight your encounter and fight your conviction. Because if you understand this mystery called man, I promise you no matter the madness that is happening on planet earth, you are not going to be moved. Because you understand the mystery called man. 
And so based on that, I just want to put a disclaimer here tonight. Every encounter that anybody will have from tonight, hear me, if it's not going to be criticized or scrutinized from the lenses of Christ, inspired by the Holy Spirit, you have no business to engage on that encounters. No, be, throw, it, throw it away far, far. Any encounter, somebody come and tell you, carry goat, put it in a river, cut the head, tie the blood on your head. Before you know what's going on, you'll be a major prophet. It's a lie. Take, for that encounter, throw, throw it away far, far, far. There is a devil that is trying to breathe through that very particular place in you. So which means, please and please hear me with this encounter talk we're talking tonight. Any encounter that is not going to be criticized, scrutinized, viewed from the lenses of Christ, the Holy Spirit, and the Word of God. If you can't find it from the scripture, no matter how, you are not permitted to listen to such encounter. You are not. You are not. I remember when God called me a few years back, full time into ministry. When he says, my son, go and give my people rest. I said, God, show me from this. Come down, leave this thing. I saw the graphic drawings. I saw how the place, how people, life were messed up. And these ones, these are people whereby they, were, they are good looking. In the eyes of our own physical eyes. But behind the scene, they are stinking. They are crying, screaming for help. The thing was so gruesome to the point that I was crying. God, why this pain? These are men and women that are doing your work. They are standing. What is going on? And he says, my son, I've called you to undertake this task. Run down and go and give my people rest quick. I said, God, run down? No. Back it up with the scripture. You know what I mean? I'm not going to run. No, 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 no. See, the thing here you need to understand when it comes to encounter with God. God is not afraid for you to question him. If you notice that also in the book of Genesis, what's called Exodus chapter 3 and verse 4, chapter 3 and also chapter 4. Moses asked Jesus all kinds of questions just to be sure that his encounter is in view. I asked Jesus, I asked God everything I can think of. So that by the time I come down and I say the mandate of rest, I know. And I say it without no apology. It's because I have heard from the scripture. And he gave me three scriptures that sustain this commission till tomorrow. That is why I can boldly tell you that the rested life is a reality for you. I can boldly tell you that come down, it will pass. I can boldly tell you that that sickness is not unto death. Because why? There, that, that, that encounter with God does enforce my consciousness. My conviction is so strong to the point that I can be sick. But by the time I speak the word out of my mouth, I know the encounter I took at that mountain three days. And how God has used it up to now. And so please and please, no matter the encounters you're going to get, because the enemies, as much as God, now this very particular teaching is very risky, because the enemy is also listening. Say, this is what the Lord is doing. I, am, I may also use this channel to use it to turn. One of the persons that comes to my mind right now, now her name is called Alice Bailey. We all know that very particular woman. For those of you who follow, you can Google her name, Alice Bailey. Alice Bailey was one woman whoever she pushed in the realm of the spirit. She was, a, she, she, she was a believer. She was a believer. She was one people that was serving God wholeheartedly. But because of her push in the spirit, because I'm going to show you three things that can sponsor the encounter in the life of people. I'll show you very soon. But one of the things that sponsors the encounter is hunger for more of God. That woman pushed in the realm of the spirit. All of a sudden, she bumped into Lucifer. Lucifer took advantage of the atmosphere, begin to spin point to the point that Alice Bailey came up with a 10-point plan from an encounter with the devil 
that is currently now we are fighting all these ones of like what you call remove Jesus from the church, make the church this and that. All these things you are seeing, my dear, and the devil also have it. So please and please hear me. Any encounter that cannot be viewed from the lenses of Christ, any encounter that is not inspired by the Holy Spirit, any encounter that you can't find the backing in the word of God. You see, you don't need to pray about it, delete it. Don't think about it, delete it, delete it, and move on with your life. Now, as we begin to go into our stuff tonight, the mystery of encounter called this man. Genesis chapter 1 from verse 26 to 28. The Bible says there, and God said, let us make man in our own image after our own likeness and let him have dominion. I want you to begin to see this mystery called man. Now, this is God himself from the beginning of the scripture when God was putting man together. This is what, when you understand the scripture, you will know why the devil is fighting you 24-7. He says, and God said, let us make man in our own image after our likeness, which means that is an image that God carries. There is a likeness. The image there also talks about his physique, his posture. Then also there is a likeness talks about his attribute and his personality. And so he says, I let them have dominion. Which means as far as the heavens and earth is concerned, we are going to be putting a mystery in a man. Which means we will clothe him with a flesh called the skin. He will carry our kind of spirit. But at the same time, we'll be able to operate with emotions and feeling here on earth. And the devil knew, I like this one. So this is the plan that God has. And he came, look for an attitude, look for an angle. All this part whereby we like attacking the women to say, no, the women was the one who made Adam, what's called Lucifer. Say, stop that nonsense. God created Adam. Out of the Adam came in male and female. And so the both of them were responsible because Adam was there when Eve was eating that very particular fruit. The authority was given to Adam. How come the man could not ask the wife, don't take it? But he was quiet. And all of a sudden, and you think that God will not call Adam, where Adam? Because God understand that you were there watching her. But God wanted the man to be responsible. And that's why in our current dispensation, we've seen how men are hiding under the skirt of their wife or under the skirt of a woman. You see currently now, yeah, no, there is no job. People are doing, what's it called? There is a lot of women empowerment for the women. That's why men come down as a man, be responsible and so that you can run. An encounter with the person of Christ can make you responsible. Jesus was trained by a single mother and yet he never did something stupid. I see currently now of recent in the news where we are seeing a lot of, I think from last year March to this very particular, over 20,000 young girls from the age of 10 to 14 are pregnant. Those people were pregnated by men. They were impregnated by men. Come, be responsible and stop blaming the women to say they are the one not doing stuff and co. God has given us positional authority for us to rewrite the story. And I pray tonight that the encounter that we, the men, will need to have to redefine destiny, to change the culture, and to wake up to the reality of who we are. Let the service drop it in your lives in the name of Jesus. The Bible says there in verse 26, and God said, let us make man in our own image and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea over the fowls of the air, and over the cactus, and over all the earth, and over every crippling things that creeped upon the earth. And so God created man in his own image, and in the image of God, he now created male and female, created he then. And God blessed them. And God said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, have dominion over the seas and over the fowls of the air, and over every living thing that creeped upon the earth. From this very particular scripture, you can see that the reason why the devil was busy fighting man is because from the beginning, 
man actually had an encounter with the divinity called God that put man on this very particular earth. The encounter that man, the Adam had with God, that is the battle that we've been battling with the enemy. So every time a man pumps into an encounter, the devil comes quickly to want to rewrite that very particular narratives. For instance, one of the big things that we currently see now, that the enemy is fighting, and I'm going to be talking about it also in this very particular teaching. The enemy is fighting is the portal called our fathers of faith. When I use the word fathers of faith, that also includes the mothers of faith. It is part of an encounter strategy that God did. That Adam that I have created as the man, from this portal man, other species of encounter that this man has will be coming out of it. But all of a sudden, do you notice that in our time, we the Samuels, we are very quick to point the blindness of our Eli. But you forget to understand that Eli, your encounter with Eli will make you hear how God operation is. There's some certain experience that you will never get into until you are in the shoe of Eli before you can open your mouth and talk. I pray that that error that is currently eroding in our society, even in church, where all of a sudden respect and honor for fathers, respect and honor for spiritual authority, it is now chased out of the window. Just because you have two minutes of data, all of a sudden you have right over the church. It's an error of the devil because why the enemy knows if this mystery of man is unveiled to the people, I would have nothing or probably little resources to do. I will show you from scripture men and women who were under this very particular mystery of man. And all of a sudden in that they stood. But before we get into that very particular place, Joel chapter 2 verse 28 to 32. Joel 2 28 to 32. The Bible says here, it says, And it shall come to pass afterward, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. That talks about encounter. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your old men will dream. And your young men will see vision. It says, and upon your servant and upon the handmaid in those days, I will pour out my spirit and I will show them wonders in the heavens and the earth, blood and fire, pillars of smoke. It said, then the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. So I shall come to pass whatsoever. I mean, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. He said, for the Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance. He said, as the Lord has said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. My dear sisters and brothers, God is currently looking for people that he is going to pour out a spirit upon. An encounter has been invoked and I'm here on this very particular platform to echo my voice. That God wants to encounter, wants an encounter with you. God wants to rewrite the narratives of your mountains. That mountains that you're currently occupying, the seven mountains of influence. God wants to give somebody a dream tonight. God wants to give your daughters and your son good prophecy. He wants to make the old one for them to dream again. There is a mystery that a man's carry. That until men begin to see that men, we are not just ordinary. But we are encounter channel that God has put on earth for the continuity of his power on planet earth. One of the big examples I'm going to give currently now, we get to understand with the likes of, um, what's it called? This very particular um, a, a pastor, I'm seeing his name, Pastor Benny Hinn. Pastor Benny Hinn had an encounter with a woman called Catherine Kuhlman. When that encounter came, and guess what? It was an encounter from a man. Remember, I'm talking about an encounter or the mystery called the man. A called, called the, the, the healing anointing of Catherine Kuhlman's life rushed upon the guy called Pastor Benny Hinn. 
The same thing also applies to the man called Bishop David Oedipo all the way far from in Nigeria. When he came in contact with his own father in faith, the grace purported the encounter shift upon his life. He encountered the likes of Kenneth Copeland in the place of financial prosperity. Tetomori hasn't recovered from it. My question to you that I need to ask you as I begin to bring my thought to a close. The mystery called man that you need to be able to sob yourself into that can be able to redefine and rechange and begin to reconfigure the happenings around your life. Which man can we point you to? One of the things I keep saying, and I've said that several times, my life that I'm currently sitting, there are fathers that are currently sponsoring the encounters that I'm seeing here currently. I was saying to one of the women of God, I said, one of the grace that I carry in the place of teaching is the fact that there is a man called Pastor Tim Gretch. I'm hoping that he's listening. There's a man called Pastor Tim Gretch when I was under his ministry. I love what I saw. And the Bible said, earnestly covet the gift. And I saw it and I said, no. I put myself under that very particular discipline. Funny enough, possibility that he had no clue that that was what I was doing at that very particular time. Chances were very high. Put myself under that very particular pain. And all of a sudden, I said, God, everything that makes this man open the Bible, and all of a sudden, he just keep coming up. God, I want to need it. What I say want or need, I don't know, but I want to need it. To call the long story short, I'm sitting here by the grace of positioning under the mystery called man. The mystery called man. We also see in the life of Elisha. Elisha was a man who understand that there is a particular mystery called man that I need to put myself into. And he put himself into the mystery called man called Elijah. It was so funny with Elijah to the point that I was sharing with my wife about a few days ago. I said it was funny whereby Elijah was, I mean, Elisha was a businessman. Elijah has prophets in his school. But when Elijah was going, so just means that called closeness to a servant of God does not mean that there is a transference of grace on that very particular point. No. Elisha was a businessman. From the statement that those prophets were making to come to tell Elisha, they said, your master is going. Your master. So which means... Elijah was their pastor, but yet it was, they have not received him. That's why they go and meet Elijah. They didn't even say to Elijah, our master. They say, your master, it is your own, not our own. And all of a sudden we could see when that portal was, because Elijah understand the mystery called man, that men are not ordinary. My dear, there's one thing I want you to understand from this mystery called men that we've just been reading. I'm giving you a lot of them as an example. I want you to understand that there are some certain encounters you can get by positioning yourself deliberately by God's revelation under some authority figure that carries the grace that you are currently looking for. That's a certain encounter that all you need to do is to position yourself. Position yourself. I remember very well my wife was telling me a story of a woman I think she's in America. I hope I, I'm correct. Her name is called Kristen Kane. Kristen Kane. She positioned herself so well. The mystery called man. <laughs> Oh, let's pray, help me. My time is really running out. That's something I want to say, but well, we'll continue next time that God will give me utterance. But let me finish the story. My wife made me to understand that this very particular woman, all of a sudden, she was supposed to, she was just busy doing her own. I mean, she came to church to come and clean the church then that time. And there was nobody that needs to go and pick this woman called Joyce Mayer. And so she was sent to go and pick Joyce Mayer. Out of excellency, she went there early. While she was there, waited the woman came out, was shocked that you've been here two hours ago. How come you're not saying anything? But all of a sudden, by her just recognizing that this woman is not just ordinary. There is a mystery that this woman carries. Position herself. Do you notice that now? 
No matter how Christian Cain talks, she will always hear her refer herself back to her spiritual mother. By just encountering that woman that day, her story for life change. There are some of us tonight, all we need to do with this message that I've been saying for the past one hour, is ability for you to locate the mystery called man. See, no matter what God is going to do on planet Earth, I feel like saying like Nigeria, I swear, he will use a man. He will use a man. And that is the same man that you are fighting. My wife likes saying something. I just love my wife so much because she's one person that I can bounce idea with and all those things. And because she's smart, she's a smart girl. No, trust me. Hey, hey, very smart. Very smart. And when we talked, she said something. She made me understand something that what you don't celebrate, you have no business participating in it. You have no business. There are some certain grace that you want to operate. There's a certain encounter you want in your life, in your business. As long as you have seen a man is currently operating on that very particular place, my dad has a grace available. Run into it and go and get it. Run into it. Go and get it. But the problem with us is the fact that we claim, no, I want my way with God. God will send you. Go and ask Paul. He sent Paul back to Ananias. Call Ananias. Go and anoint that very particular guy. When the children, what's it called? When the 12 disciples get, they got blessed by, by the endowment of the Holy Spirit. And when that same thing needs to happen in Cornelius' house, he sent Peter, go. Sent Peter, go. As much as Paul was anointed, when Paul got his revelation, three days being blind, his encounter with God, he still needed Barnabas and Peter then for them to say, we know you. Your Jesus. That devil that is fighting us to fight this mystery called man. That devil fighting us. I hereby cast that devil off our lives in the name of Jesus. We get to understand with your Jesus. That until, your, until John the Baptist says, this is the one. Do you notice for 30 years he was quiet? There are some of us tonight, the encounter we need is just that one man to come and say, this is the one. Hear ye him today. This is the one. Hear ye him. The encounter of this is the one. We saw that the Bible says, and it shall come to pass. I will pour out. God is looking to pour out. But the pouring is inside the mystery called man. That you need to align yourself. You and I need to align ourselves. And stop allowing the devil to take us away from the place. In fact, as a matter of fact, there are some of you. When you are in a particular posture, under a particular grace. You were operating at a level of excellence. Be honest with yourself sitting where you are. After you left, what is happening? Be honest. The mystery called man. My dear, God has invested his intelligence from what you call Genesis chapter 1 from verse 26 to 28 upon man. That man on this level will determine how far they can go. No wonder we see in the book of Genesis chapter 8 when Noah came to rechange the Sakta story again. All of a sudden, God put, indirectly, God said, I sign out. From today, man will determine how far they go in their life. The seed they sow will be determined by themselves. And their harvest will also be determined by the seed they put on the ground. The mystery called man. Now as I begin to bring our thought to a close, what are the things that sponsors, that sponsors encounter? Because if you know this is that sponsors encounter, there are some of you right now, you are in that very particular space. By the time I'm going to mention this, 30, number one, is the next move of God by the election of grace. The next move of God. I keep saying, I'm saying this one now, I feel very emotional sitting here and I'm trying to hold myself 
Because God is constantly knocking at the doors of somebody tonight and say, there is something I want to do. I need your heart. I need you. I need you to come on the party because you have been walking around that mountain for too long. It is time for you to come back home. You have left the faith for too far. It is time for you to come back home. No wonder we saw in the book of John chapter 15 from verse 15 to 16. He says forth. He says, henceforth I have not called you servant. He said, for the servant knoweth not what the Lord doeth. He said, but I have called you friend. For all things I have heard of my father, I have made them known unto you. He said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. There are some of us, I am part of the people who are privileged, chosen by God. The mystery called man. Privileged, chosen by God. Because from the, from the, from the, from the analysis of men concerning my life, I do not qualify. But thank God for God. From the analysis, I tell people, I say, my life story is like the life of Paul the Apostle. We don't qualify to be here. We were seated by the election and the next move of God. The same thing also God sent me to tell somebody tonight. You are next in line for the move of God. He says in 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9, he said, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. So which means there is the next move of God where God chose you and he has been speaking to you thus far. When are you going to add hell to that call? It's a question that you need to ask yourself. When? The mystery called man. God will always need man as far as his agenda on earth is concerned. He will. I know a lot of people, somebody was arguing with me that he said, no, but if man does not want to come, he's going to raise stone. I said, that stone was just a figurative speech. He's not saying, I'm going to raise stone, stone, stone. No. I'm going to raise somebody that is not even qualified. People like my kind who don't qualify to sit here and talk to you. He's going to raise them, empower them for them to be able to run this. When Elijah was thinking that I'm the big boy, nobody's after me, God tell him, come down. I have 7,000 who have not bowed down to bow. So which means God still chooses people. Number one, the next move of God is by the elections of grace. Number two, thirst and hunger. The place where you say, God, I want more. I don't know about you, but in the seven mountains of influence that we're talking about in this very particular Rested Life Conference, it's a season for us to cry for more. God, there must be a more. The media needs more. The, the ability for us to cry, the media needs more. The entertainment, the business, the politics. All those mountains of influence. Isaiah chapter 2 and Micah chapter 4 says, He says, for the mountain of the Lord's house shall be exalted above all mountains. If that thing can be echoed twice in the Old Testament, which means God is saying something in our dispensation for us to capture. And trust me, part, a part of the person also that God has brought in this way, and God is still looking for more. Because I can only do based on the capacity of my understanding. He needs your understanding. He needs your participation. He needs your cooperation. Ability for you to test and hunger. It is called rest conference because God wants to unveil his mystery. And these are dispensation for us to understand. That there is more in God. If we will only test for it. The Bible says in John chapter 7 verse 37. It says in the last day. The great day of a feast. Jesus stood and cried. This is saying, if any man thirst, let him come and drink. If any man thirst, are you tired of what is happening? It's a season of encounter. If you are currently seated listening to me and there is a pain in your heart, there's time for you to take it to God and say, God, an encounter for this very particular thing to be solved. My life is available. You have to hunger for the encounter. You see a grace in the life of a man and you know that very particular day. Hunger and thirst for it. Sometimes I'm testing for it. will require you for you to go and serve people 
And if you all you need to do to carry your Bible and go there and submit yourself for you to task and for you to receive of this mystery called man. One of the people who taste for this, his name is called Elisha in the Bible. We saw what Elisha did. He got to a point, he was hungry. He was hungry. I need more. I need more. He was thirsty. Followed a prophet that you and I know. Elijah is not, if Elijah is in our days, that guy will be alone. Because of our emotions, we will not want to serve him. Elijah was a man that was not, a man who called lion to wipe out children. A guy who hold the economy of a country for three and a half years, hold rain from falling. He did not care because he knows that his supply is coming from heaven. He wasn't bothered. It, but I, but I, the, the servant, there's not my problem. That's, that, that's the kind of heart that guy carried. But yeah, there was a man called Elisha who subscribed to the mystery called man. He tasted for it. And I like what he says there. He says, if you see me go, so you shall receive of this. And Elisha tells to the point that even when Elijah was going, he screamed and he shouted, my father, my father, you can't be going on this. How much can you be willing to test for the new encounters that God is trying to portray in our dispensation? Number three, what is again that sponsors encounters? The cry of the people. The cry of the people. My dear, every looting you see currently in South Africa, every police brutality and people is caught crying, every rape, every discomfort, every political instability is, an, is a pointer that an encounter is needed. Is a pointer. Every abuse, every man, every GBV, whatever, I don't care. The cry of the people is also a voice that sponsors encounters. In our dispensation. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 3 verse 7 and 8. And the Lord said, I have seen the afflictions of my people. Which are in Egypt. My dear, God is seeing the tears of the people. God is seeing their cry. But my question to you tonight. The same way he came to meet Moses. I know the grace I'm carrying. I carry and I know what I'm saying to you tonight. There are some of you that will be bumping God again. There is a fresh encounter God wants to download. Just by the cry of the children of Israel in Egypt, he came to meet Moses, who was far from aligning himself with the plan of God. The same way also, God is leaving some people to come to meet you tonight for an encounter that you will need to become a solution on that mountain. I pray, that is my humble prayer, that as he says that to you tonight, you will hear him and you will run with it in the name of Jesus. As we begin to bring this to a close, things about men that you should never forget. If this is all you carry within this next few minutes before we bring in the service to close, there's a lot of things I want to talk about, but as time goes on, we'll see if we'll continue it on the next third episode, what we call the third season of this rested life, which is unveiling mysteries. But let's see what are the things that you need to know about men. Remember the title of tonight's service? The mystery called man when it comes to encounter. Number one, things about men you should never forget, no matter what, no matter. And I pray that somebody, this point that I'm going to put on the table, I pray you receive it with an open heart, so that by the time you go to church tomorrow, your pastor sitting there, your leader sitting there, that business tycoon sitting there, you know how to treat them well. Number one, they are God's investment on planet Earth. Things about men 
They are God's investment. The Bible says in Genesis, let us make man in our own image. Man was not an afterthought. Man was, what, man was part of God's agenda. When God finished creating a place, he created a man and placed him there. No matter how, every place has a man. And every man, there is a place for him. Every place has a man. And every man has a place on planet Earth. Number one, they are God's investment. When you see somebody sitting where they are sitting, the mystery called man, never you say that they are lucky. It's, it's an insult to God's investment. Lucky. Never you say, never you bring it that I, I can do better than that. That is why you are still where you are. It's God's investment. Number two, his jealousy are upon his people. Remember, I'm talking this point from the context, from the lenses of Christ and the servants of God that are currently operating. We've talked about encounter with the Holy Spirit, encounter with the Word of God, encounter with, 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 with the person of Christ. Now there's an encounter called a mystery called man. 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 There's a certain encounters that you have on planet Earth that will only be from man. <laughs> only come from man. No matter how you pray, God is going to direct you. But remember, number one, they are God's investment. Number two, his jealousy are upon them. His jealousy are upon them. He said in the book of Isaiah, he says, these are my ministers. He said, if I will hearken to the voice of my ministers and bring to pass what my ministers will say. If there is nobody telling you thou shalt be blessed every day, you are in a serious error. Serious error. Serious error. We see that with the life of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. These are guys that Abraham blessed Isaac. Isaac blessed Jacob. Jacob blessed all his... Which means why? There is a mystery called man that enforces an encounter for men to be able to operate with. His jealousy upon his people. Number three. They are porters that have been broken into that your connectivity to them compels you to encounter. They are porters from God that God puts... For your connectivity. There's some certain grace that you will want to engage in or you want to operate in. It has to come through those channels. It has to come from there. God will never do anything outside of his system. Never. You are not too holy, not too important for God to break his system. No. When he needed to pass wisdom into the life of, of, of those guys, what's it called um, in, in Exodus, the Bible says, and God asked Moses to lay hand upon all of them. All of them. And the Bible says, the wisdom of Moses rested on them. So which means Moses was walking with seven people's wisdom in his body. And God asked him to lay hand. And part of the wisdom also rests upon the life of Joshua. And we saw what he read. Number four, there are possibilities of encounters and church agent. When you see this mystery called man, my dear, I want you after today, the remaining four months of this year for you to see man and know that men are not ordinary. For the devil to be fighting man will give you a clear from this service that man walking day in day out, they are not ordinary. It is either that something is controlling them or they are being influenced by something. They are not just ordinary. And my prayer for you tonight that your eyes is open to see it all in the name of Jesus. What I say number four, they are possibilities of encounters and change agent. Number five, they represent spiritual advantage and possibilities. There's a certain grace that you want. They represent it. Find them, locate them, and pay 
paid the price if need be. The mystery called man. Number six, I'm going to pause here. They define everything and anything. They define everything and anything. What is the prayer we're going to pray tonight because of our time? Lord, this mystery called man, open my eyes. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Lord, open my eyes for this mystery called man. Men are not ordinary. Men are not just what you think. Men are God's investment. God himself compelled that investment upon man. Open your mouth and begin to ask, Father, in any way I have, in any way, miss or probably misinterpret this advantage, this possibility advantage, have mercy upon my life. Somebody open your mouth and begin to pray. Ratosha bratalieradus kelegidisha lata. Egina koja blata legedusha la kebrono ilakako selegieradosha. The mystery called man. Father Lord, there's an encounter, O oh Lord, that you want us to encounter. But Father, O oh Lord, as much as you want us to encounter your word, encounter through the person of the Holy Spirit, encounter, O oh Lord, Christ, O oh Lord, through salvation, there is a mystery called man that you have invested your intelligence upon. Lord, help us tonight. Help us tonight. Redeem us from the errors of life. Ratosha brata leketu zele ido shalata. Rekutu zablana inakosha batia radosa. Fatiana kulegedu shalata regedo shalata. Father, Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Father, for this service. I don't know. I hear God say to me, this sister, you are sitting, you are listening, and you are feeling, you are feeling depressed that you have wronged somebody called this mystery called man. The Lord asked me to tell you point blank that he has forgiven you. If all you can do is to reach out and say, Pastor, whoever this person is, forgive me. And after that, move on with your life. Because there is a new level that God wants to take you in your walk with God. There is a new level God wants to take you in your walk with God. Take an advantage of the mystery called man. And as this man responds to say, it is well, it is okay. You will begin to experience a new shift in the name of Jesus. There is a mystery called man that God has put for this very particular person. The Lord asked me to tell you. The next grace that you are looking for, it is in the hand of a man that I have been impressing in your heart. But because of familiarity, you don't want to go and sup. God asked me to tell you, go back and align yourself with that agenda. Go back and align yourself with that agenda. That is an encounter for a new level for somebody tonight. The Lord asked me to tell this person, as a matter of fact, there's three of you. Ask me to tell you guys. It says that tonight, 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 you will get an encounter that will settle the questions for the past two weeks in the name of Jesus. There is a past two weeks experience that you guys have been going through. It says that tonight, an encounter that will set you above, set you at the top, is coming upon your life in the name of Jesus. Father, tonight, oh Lord, I bring every of your sons and your daughter. Lord, bless them. Touch their heart. This mystery called man, I pray that Father, everything that needs to be opened in their understanding, that your investment upon man is deliberate. Lord, let this service, O oh Lord, put it, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, for as many that will be coming back to this service, for as many that will come back to listen to this service, the power of God, the power that heals, the powers that delivers, the power that creates encounters. Father, begin to take shape upon your lives in the name of Jesus. I speak to somebody there tonight. As you enter into a new week from tomorrow, 
God will bring men that will take you forward in the name of Jesus. I hear God say to me one more time. He will bring men that will forget your shortfalls. They will take you forward in the name of Jesus. I pray for genuine encounter with men over your life in the name of Jesus. Men that will shift your ministry. Men that will shift your career. Men that will shift the works of your hand. They come to you now in the name of Jesus. I prophesy on the mountain where you currently occupy that God will begin to open you access to men. Access to men. Access to men. Men that will help you to become a sign and a wonder. They locate you today in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because indeed you are a good God. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And God's people say, Amen. That's all we have for today. But be sure to continue listening to the Rested Life Conversations. At Platform Church, we are all about simplifying the process, providing solutions, and creating realities for you. If this message has blessed you and you want to be a blessing by supporting this ministry, please visit platformchurch.co.za. Platform Church, family of rest.